With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. 604, welcome back. It is the Todd Brommel Camp Show with Alex Kuhn with you on Eastern Iowa's home for ESPN Radio, 1600 AM and 1600 AM only at the moment. High school basketball on 107.5 and 106.3 FM. The big hour, the 6 o'clock hour, brought to you by Hawkeye Title and Settlement. Steve Anderson and his staff doing tremendous work for over 15 years in Iowa City. We appreciate their sponsorship. As always, we anticipate being joined at some point in time here in the 6 o'clock hour by one of the stars of Iowa's road victory over Iowa State in Ames last night. Joe Wieskamp, the Muscatine native and sophomore standout, calling into the program. Rob Howe of HawkeyeNation.com. No need to waste his cellular minutes. He's in studio with us here on the southwest side of Cedar Rapids. Your phone calls and texts. Welcome. 319-366-1600. That is the Hertin and Stocker Jewelers text line. And speaking of Hertin and Stocker Jewelers, In 15 minutes, you're going to have an opportunity to take home a $50 gift certificate to Iowa City's most trusted jeweler, a little extra stocking stuffer this year to make your holiday shopping season that much easier for you. While we wait to hear from Joe Wieskamp, Rob, you were there last night. You've covered a number of Iowa and Iowa State games at Hilton Coliseum. It was Written about and discussed ad nauseum. It had been a long time since the Hawkeyes have gone to Ames and won. And not only did they win last night, but they won in convincing fashion. And I think that was the most surprising thing for me. I I, I felt like they could win that. I you know, I tweeted earlier in the day that I, I at least from what we had seen to this point, it seemed like a team with the type of makeup that could win in an environment like that I but I was definitely I I was surprised that they were that dominant for right from the right from the opening tip that was a wire to wire butt kicking is what it was and early in that game they get out to that 14-4 lead and watching that game you just wonder can Iowa State shoot well enough to get get back into this can they make a run will Iowa be able to stop and and they, they they made a couple of runs but as I said, the the resiliency that I was able to show once Iowa State made the run, made some runs, and the, the the crowd got into it was pretty darn impressive. And that run, the beginning of the second half, yep. I think it was about sixteen thirty yep. mark. They cut it to seven. It was like yeah, and the, it was loud in there. And I've been there a number of times, and it gets loud, like really loud. And I was like, uh oh, here we go again, because I was there. When, you know, Utah scored the 30 and Iowa was up 20 and that, you know, we, I'm sure you guys have gone over this a lot of times, the, the leads that have slipped away over there. But then I, for me, and there were a lot of big plays last night. I, I thought that Connor McCaffrey's three after Iowa State cut it to seven really settled his team down. That to me was just, that was the play that kind of 
got Iowa going back in the right direction again. Hawkeyes an 84-68 winner over the Cyclones. And with us on the line now, one of the stars of the game last night for Iowa. A little over 32 minutes on the court, 13 total points in his first game as a Hawkeye at Hilton Coliseum. It's sophomore Joe Wieskamp. Joe, we appreciate you taking the time to join us here on a Friday night. And now that you've had uh, still a little under 24 hours, but has it sunk in yet what you guys were able to accomplish last night? Uh, yeah, I think so. Um, we went in with the, the goal to come out of Hilton Coliseum with the win, and we were able to do that. Our coaching staff did a great job preparing us for that game. Um, and our team was locked in the whole time preparing for it. So happy to come away with a win for the first time um, in a long time. What was the key? What were some of the keys to last night's game? I, I mentioned a couple of times that you guys get out to that big lead and you know, you know how difficult and loud it gets inside a, a Hilton Coliseum when, when they make a run, but you guys time and time again were way, able to withstand that and sort of get into your offense and run what you want and kind of uh, silence the crowd a couple of times. Yeah, I mean, it just came down to staying connected out there. Um, we knew that they were going to make some runs. Um, they made a huge run in the start of the second half. I think it got down to seven at one point. Um, but we went on a run right back. Connor hit a three. I got an and one out in transition. And we just kind of – we made a run after their runs and never got it under seven in the second half, which was huge. You mentioned this, Joe, um, a, a couple minutes ago in terms of – the coach's game plan, and you guys carrying that out. It seems, at least through the first 11 games, you guys have been able to do that pretty much every night. Does it feel like you like what the coaches are giving you and you guys are able to execute? Is You guys are all on the same page? Yeah, our coaching staff does a great job. They watch a lot of film, um, give us play calls. Just we got to really lock into their personnel um, and realize – what they're trying to do night in and night out. Um, and I think that we just have such a smart team. Um, Coach has done a great job recruiting guys that are intelligent and know the, and understand the game. Um, and everyone's just been locked into that. Um, obviously, there's been a few lapses. I mean, the Michigan game, I don't think we were locked in defensively. A lot of uncharacteristic errors by us. But for the most part, this whole season, everyone's been locked into the game plan. Iowa guard Joe Wieskamp with us here on KGYM for a few minutes here on a Friday night. Can you put into perspective what Luca has done the the last couple weeks here? He's he's playing on a completely different level from some of the rest of the guys in the league. Yeah, Luca's been terrific all season long. He's been a guy that we can count on night in and night out to go out um, and get twenty and ten, which you don't see that very often, especially a kid from Iowa. Um, but he's just so tough. Um, you see, like in Vegas, he gets a bloody lip. He's right back out there. Last night, um, unfortunately, I accidentally hit him in the in the tooth with my elbow. Um, but he got a mouthpiece in, came right back in. So he's just he's so tough and works so hard that um, he's going to be successful moving forward. Did you know that he had this extra sort of gear in him that he's showing this year? Because the first two years on campus, he he was good. And this year he's been uh, just completely 180 degrees even better than what he had been his freshman and sophomore seasons. Yeah, to be honest, I don't know if anyone expected him to be this good this early. Um, but he put in so much work this offseason just working on his body, um, 
and just working on his game overall. Um, he's doing a great job for us, and um, we're going to lean on him moving forward. Joe, I, I was asking CJ last night um, kind of where the collective mental toughness comes with this group. Is it each of you guys individually? Is it how you guys mesh together? What is it that keeps this group functioning well together? I think it's just a little bit of dealing so much with so much adversity this season. Um, we've had a lot of guys injured, um, illnesses, different things like that. It's just kind of everyone's locked in and playing for each other. Um, and everyone's so individually mentally tough that when we, you know, we're, we're together doing that same thing, it makes us pretty darn tough. What can you say about Jordan and what he's been able to accomplish here in the 10 games that he has played this season, given everything that he's dealing with, with now both hips bothering him? Yeah, he's been terrific for us all season long. Obviously, putting his body on the line to help us win as many games that he can. Um, and he's got a tough decision to make um, in this upcoming week. But um, even for myself, he's helped me out so much this season, um, just in regards to being a leader and different things like that. So um, he's, a, he's a really tough kid, and I'm very thankful um, to be able to play with him. I think a lot of people are, Robbie Hummel pointed it out uh, a, a couple of times with, with you in particular that, now you're kind of the centerpiece or one of the centerpieces of opposing team scouting report. Have you felt that? Have you felt other teams uh, trying to adjust to you or guard you differently? Yeah, I can feel it for sure. Obviously, with some of our bigger pieces departing last season, I knew that my name was going to be at the top of their scouting reports. Um, I think that teams have adjusted to me this season a little bit more. They're up into my space, kind of running me off the three-point line a little bit. Um, so it's been a little bit of adjustment, um, but I think I'm definitely learning and getting better as the seasons progress. I, I've been really impressed with your defense, Joe. That I think, you know, your offensive game has certainly come along from last year, but your defense was good last year. It's better this year. What you did to Elijah Hughes was was a huge, huge part of that Syracuse game. How much did you work on that in the offseason? Did you get a lot of feedback on that when you went through the NBA process? And, and where do you think you're better in that regard? Yeah, I think it's just um, focusing on, before we're playing the game, locking into their personnel and realizing, just from watching film on what that player likes to do, um, and just making it a focus of mind to lock them up and not let them have a big night. And it's definitely... Some feedback that I got from the NBA, um, realizing that um, if I were to make it, that I'd definitely be like a, a three and D type of guy. Um, so not necessarily a guy that has to go out and score twenty five every night, um, but it's a guy that can lock up and guard his defender. Defensively, the entire team looks a little bit better this year. I know we we heard last year that that the defense was going to be better at times. That didn't necessarily look to be the case, but. Can you put your finger on and what has sort of led to that becoming a reality this year? I think we're just so focused on it. Um, obviously, we know how talented that we are offensively, but it comes down to getting stops defensively um, for us to be successful this season. When you look at a guy that that, that has come in like like CJ Frederick, what has what has he brought? What has his his kind of injection into this lineup uh, led to within the rotation? He's been terrific all season long. Um, he's obviously a really talented high school player, but then took the year off to get stronger 
learn the system a little bit. Um, and to be honest, I thought he would have a little bit of uh, a little bit of a struggle starting the season after sitting out for a whole year. But he jumped in right away and has made an immediate impact and is going to be a huge player for us. This probably goes without saying, but what was that bus ride home like last night? I need a lot of Iowa guys on your team. It, that must have been – that's got to be what you guys play for. Oh, absolutely. It was, it was a lot of fun. Um, it's Like I said last night, it's kind of a must win for us. Um, all the in-state guys, it's, it's a huge game and probably one of the most important on our regular season schedule, so – uh, we were all thrilled to get that win last night. You meant, you alluded to it earlier, Luca, and the tooth incident. I was watching the game with my wife on the couch, and she saw it before anybody else. Did she started freaking out last night? What was that like for you? Did you when did you realize that? Oh man, that that was my fault. Well, yeah, um, I kind of rose up to get the rebound, um, came down, and didn't see anyone behind me. But I guess my elbow caught him right on the tooth. I could feel it, you know, hit my elbow, but I didn't know it was Luca at first. Um, saw him fall to the ground and felt bad immediately, but um, I know that our doctors and dentists and whatnot will get him taken care of. Now, I, I know you, you've talked about this already, but so many people look at this team and, and talk about the physicality and kind of marvel at, at how physical you guys play. How how much does Luca kind of set the tone for all of that? It's a big tone. Um, obviously, he's taking punches, taking elbows, different things down low, bleeding on the court. Um, and so to see him get up from that, I think it just brings that kind of mindset to the rest of the team. Um, we got guys like Cordell and Connor that are both super, super tough guys um, for us, and that kind of just translates to everyone else as well. I will readily admit that I was wrong about you guys. I, I didn't think you would be this good this soon. Uh, with the losses you guys had from last year's team. Um, what were your expectations in the locker room? Have you guys exceeded those? Um, what What are the goals? It doesn't really matter what happens outside the locker room. What, what, what do you guys think you can do this year? I think we can go as, as far as um, that we want, um, and that's obviously make it all the way. But we have so many talented guys in the locker room that we knew that um, no one outside of ourselves is going to expect much from us this season. But to be honest with you, I think that we could be 11 and 0 right now. That's how good that I think that we could, we could um, and can be. Um, and we expect to win every game each night. Joe, did you guys know Jordan was going to do that with the shoes after the game <laughs> last night? If if you guys won, personally, I did not. Um, I'm guessing he told a few other people about it. Uh, but I'm not sure. We uh, we appreciate you taking the time to join us tonight. We know you got finals to get ready for next week and everything, and a, a big trip to Chicago to take on Cincinnati at the United Center the next time we'll see you in action. But congratulations, and uh, let it sink in and, and enjoy it. It's going to be a fun ride this season, clearly. So thanks, Joe. Yep, thank you, guys. Joe Wieskamp joining us. Again, uh, thank you to Matt Weitzel at the University of Iowa Sports Information Office for getting Joe on the air with us on the heels of Iowa's road win over Iowa State last night. I, I'm i eating crow along with you. It's a little easier for me with my sinuses jacked up because I can't <laughs> taste the crow right now, but I there's something to be said in this business when you admit that you're wrong or you didn't see something coming, and I don't think too many people can honestly with a straight face 
say that they they saw this coming from this team? No, just this stretch alone of of these high major teams were like, uh oh, they're yeah. going through this gauntlet and. They've been in even the Michigan game. They they played their defense was not good, and it it was reminiscent of last year. But they still fought, and that's the thing with this team. And I wrote this today in my Friday column. They're going to lose games this year. They just they just are. I know Joe thinks they can be undefeated, and that's the attitude they have to have as players. But I would be surprised if this team doesn't play through eleven games doesn't play with max effort the rest of the season i think that's what we have here yeah i that was one of the things that i said jumped off the page and you you brought it up as well the mental toughness of this team um and that's not necessarily something that's always there it's not something that's talked about but you you see you know it when you see it but the the reason that i'm also eating crow i didn't think that they were going to be at this level at this point is there's nobody and I repeat, nobody who could have seen this type of production from from Luca Garza. I literally just asked Joe Wieskamp, one of his teammates, "Did you guys think that he could be this good?" Oh, I don't know if anybody thought he could be this good. He he has been unbelievable. And Rob, I think after the first few games of the season, we're wondering how is he going to respond to double teams and and defenses sagging down on him. Wonderfully, I he, he's opening things up for the rest of his team and. Just such a such a, a smart basketball player, and he's come so far from from last year that it's 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 almost unrecognizable. And I think, I mean, I think part of it is he's got the he's got the he has the inside to himself now without Tyler Cook, right? Because Tyler Cook needed to be inside. He didn't have a face up game really. Garza does have a face up game. He can pull away from the basket a little bit, and then also. You know, I don't think he. I, I think he he started so far behind last year after having the cysts removed that I just a lot of those factors go into this jump. But I think the biggest thing is, and I've heard this from a lot of different people, the kid is a tireless worker. And if you watch, looks like it. Yeah. The skills, his footwork, um, his craftiness around the basket. All of those things that that takes work to get that skilled and to be that good at what he does. You know, the one name that didn't come up with with Joe there is the other Joe, Joe Toussaint, and it's it's difficult to watch Iowa at this point in the season and not acknowledge that he really has brought uh, something to the court when he's out there. And it, it's cliche throughout the you know the the Brooklyn style of. <laughs> playground basketball and the instincts and everything. But uh, speaking of their improvement defensively, a lot of that goes to Joe Toussaint. He's a big part of it. He led them in assists last night. He had four assists. I think with Joe, it's just a matter of controlled aggressiveness. And if he gets outside of himself and gets going too fast, and that's not uncommon for a freshman, it hinders his play. But I thought last night he was very in control. And we talk about Bohannon stepping away. He's the guy. He's the guy that they're going to be leaning on to to fill that. Not what Jordan does, but take those minutes and be productive. Can he – this is – I've, I've thought about this. One of the biggest voids that we 
didn't didn't necessarily discuss from last year's team because Tyler Cook left and because Isaiah Moss left was was Nicholas Bear yeah. and the energy that he brought off the bench. Now they're two completely different players, but he's one of the, seems to be one of those guys where you're going to bring him off the bench. He's going to play 17, 18, 19 minutes a game. And he's going to give you those high energy minutes, and he's he's eventually going to be a starting level point guard. Now, at times we saw him turn the ball over last night, and and it kind of led to Iowa State attempting to crawl back into the game. I don't think he's ready to be the starting point guard, but can he give this team those energy minutes that that Nicholas Bear did, or some of them, in a different way? Yeah, and I think he's going to be key. I think everybody, there's not going to be one guy that chips in for Jordan if, if he decides to shut it down. It's going to be a collective effort. Um, but again, I think these guys, as Joe said, that they're connected. Um, you know, they, they've overcome the loss of Nunji. Uh, Patrick McCaffrey's been out. Guys that we thought were going to be key or at least members of this rotate. Cordell Pemsel's not has not played up to his capabilities because he's been hurt. Um, so I'm I'm intrigued. I, I wrote that again. That's another thing I wrote about today. This is a an entertaining and fun team to watch, and it's intriguing to think about how this season might play out. Rob, let me ask you the same question that I we we kicked around in the first hour. So we mentioned Jack Nunji out for the season, and and all the other losses that this team had. Likely Jordan Bohannon plays his last game. Do you think that the condensed rotation is actually helping this team and helping them find, get into a rhythm a little bit more than going 10 or 11 deep? I think so. I, I have been somewhat critical of Fran at times for go, trying to get got, you know too many guys minutes. And I understand the motivation behind that, keeping guys engaged, trying to keep guys fresh. But I think on the other side of the coin, when the rotation is condensed guys get a chance it's kind of like when we talked about the running back situation at Iowa where you're giving three different guys carries nobody really gets into a rhythm it seems like guys are getting into a rhythm this year yeah I I had brought up Ryan Creener as a guy his entire career that's what he's been doing I'm sure he's sort of comfortable with being uncomfortable at this point but how it's difficult for a player sort of not knowing what type of role they're going to fill what type of minutes they're going to get night to night and kind of being thrown in there fresh and, and not being able to get into a rhythm. And, yeah, I, I agree wholeheartedly that that seven, eight guys is is co- probably going to be beneficial for this team. I'll give you a, a score update from Virginia, UNI, and James Madison in the FCS semifinals. The uh, game is scoreless. At the moment, with about five minutes remaining in the first quarter, but it looks like the Dukes are driving. We promised you a $50 gift certificate to Hertine and Stocker Jewelers. We'll get you that on the other side of this break, but we've got to squeeze in a big board update with Alex, the third and final one of the day, brought to you by Alexander Lumber. Two opportunities to give them your business. You can check them out on 420th Street in Iowa City, just a couple blocks east of the Sinclair Station. You can also check out the Answers by Alexander showroom on South Gilbert Street. The Iowa Hawkeyes dominated Iowa State last night from wire to wire as they cruised to an 84-68 to win in Ames. 
The win moves Iowa to 8-3 and three on the season and is the first regular season win in Hilton Coliseum for the Hawkeyes since 2001. Luka Garza continued his dominant way, scoring 21 points and collecting 11 rebounds, while the Cyclones had another miserable three-point shooting night going 6-for-26 from beyond the arc. As you may have heard by now, Keith Duncan, who was a finalist for the Lou Groza Award, fell just short of winning said award. Popular Georgia kicker Rodrigo Blankenship took home the honors, and former Hawkeye All-American and 2002 recipient of the Lou Groza Award, Nate Kading, presented Blankenship with the trophy. The Walter Camp Football Foundation announced their All-America teams last night, and Iowa offensive lineman Tristan Wirfs was named a first-teamer. A.J. Epinesa and the aforementioned Keith Duncan were included on the second teams. The Cedar Rapids Rough Riders are out west for a two-game road trip tonight and tomorrow trying to stay on track after they snapped a four-game slide this past Saturday with a win over Chicago. The Riders will clash with the Sioux Sioux Falls Stampede tonight and the Sioux City Musketeers tomorrow night. 7.05 puck drops for both contests. And as Todd mentioned, the UNI football team is in the FCS quarterfinals taking on James Madison. That game's underway. They're scoreless early in the first quarter. And right now on both of our FM frequencies, we have uh, two girls games, one on 107.5 between Cedar Rapids Jefferson and Cedar Rapids Washington and one on 106.3 between Iowa City West and City High following the conclusion of the game. The boys game between Jefferson and Washington will be on 1600 AM and 107.5 FM. All right. As promised, we got a $50 gift certificate, the last of the week, to Hertine and Stocker Jewelers on the Ped Mall in downtown Iowa City. Once again, a big thank you to the Dickens family for helping us make Five of our listeners' holiday shopping season a little bit easier. 319-366-1600. Caller number six right now to 366-1600. Takes home $50 to Hertine and Stocker. We'll find out who our winner is when the big hour, brought to you by Hawkeye Title and Settlement, returns after this. Hey, you behind the wheel. While we can't help you with freeway traffic, we can help keep your engine running like new. That's because Shell V Power Nitro Plus Premium Gasoline is engineered to defend against four main engine threats. Gunk, wear, corrosion, and friction. So, next time, choose Shell's most advanced fuel ever. It's fuel for thought. In engines that continuously use Shell V Power Nitro Plus Premium Gasoline. Just about the time Willa Dickens began as a watchmaker at Hertine and Stocker Jewelers, a romantic notion was blooming in 1940s America. The idea that a diamond, like love itself, is precious and lasting. More than ever before, proposals began including twinkling rings and velvet-lined Hertine and Stocker boxes. Decades of engagements and countless shimmering rings later, happy, nervous hands are still accepting these promises of always from Hertine and Stocker. The designs are always modern and fresh, but the service is still as exceptional as it was in those very early days. Perhaps that rare blend of present and past is the reason Hertine and Stocker has been voted best jewelry store in Iowa City 10 years running. Stop and see what's sparkling in those famous windows at Hertine and Stocker Jewelers, corner of Dubuque and Washington in downtown Iowa City. Then step inside and say hi to Willa, Terry, Tim, or Kate. One of them is always there. 
At the Happy Honda Days sales event, you can unwrap incredible deals that'll make you... Oh my gosh. You know, the kind of gift that makes you... No way. Yep, that's basically Happy Honda Days in a chestnut shell. Get a great deal on a 2019 CRV from KBB.com's best overall brand for 2019 with 1.9% APR financing for well-qualified buyers. Hurry into your local Central Midwest Honda dealer or go to centralmidwesthondadealers.com for more details. See dealer for financing details based on 2019 brand image awards from Kelly Blue Book. Visit KBB.com for more information. Now at Menard, save big money on your next project with 11% off everything. Find the solution to your storage space needs with Dakota Pre-Finished Shelving. Coming in a variety of finishes, you can find the perfect fit to match your decor. 15 and 3 quarter inch by 8 foot square edge shelves are only $17.79 after 11% off. Price is good until December 14th. Savings are a mail-in rebate. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. Save big money at Menard. Hi, I'm Sergeant First Class Justin Mosley. And I'm Staff Sergeant Trenton Addis. Ever thought about a career in the Army? We have over 150 jobs you can choose from. Thought about furthering your education? With the Army, we offer $70,000 for school. Last year, over 6,000 soldiers graduated with a degree. So what's holding you back from getting information? Come by and talk to us at 130 Collins Road, right across the street from Lindale Mall. Or call us at 319-395-9834. Thank, Thank you, and, and hope, hope to, to see you soon. soon. When class isn't in session, take part in weekend extracurricular activities on Smart FM. Glenn Gardner takes you on a journey to concerts all over the world on Live from the Soundboard. Chris Jackson's got alternative rock on Where It's At. And of course, hit the lunchroom for the Beatles Buffet Sunday mornings. Weekends are better with extracurricular activities on Smart FM. 95.1 Cedar Rapids, 98.5 Iowa City. They deserve a gift of jewelry this holiday season, and you deserve to save. So find something beautiful at Siegel's. Save 30 to 70% over retail store prices and choose from a huge selection of new and estate jewelry. Siegel's staff doesn't work on commission. Their only purpose is to help you select the perfect Christmas gift. So find just the thing and save at Siegel's in Cedar Rapids, 1st Avenue, one block south of Town & Country Shopping Center. There's always something special at Siegel's. 6.33, it is Eastern Iowa's home for ESPN Radio, 1600 AM, KGYM, the Todd Brummel Camp Show with Alex Kuhn, with you until 7 o'clock this evening. High school basketball underway on both of our FM frequencies, 107.5 and 106.3 FM. 1600 AM listeners, you'll be getting high school basketball once we are out of your way as well. The Big Hour, brought to you by Hawkeye Title and Settlement. Steve Anderson and his crew in Iowa City bringing you the best hour of radio that we can possibly put together for you here on a Friday, the 6 o'clock hour. Rob Howe of HawkeyeNation.com with us uh, discussing Iowa's sudden rise to relevance in men's basketball this season. I don't think anybody was expecting what the Hawkeyes have been able to put together, especially uh, during this run of, of notable opponents. Uh, they've got another one coming up next week in Chicago and Cincinnati before they finish up the non-conference slate at home with, I believe it's Kennesaw State on December 29th. You can text or call 319-366-1600 if you would like to join the discussion. Uh, we'll take a break from basketball for just a, a quick second to two uh, to discuss a little college football. Alaska. Were you surprised that Keith Duncan did not win the Lou Groza Award last night. I was. 
I uh, are you outraged? I'm not outraged. Well, you should be. <laughs> um, yeah, I was flipping through Twitter during one of the timeouts as I was taking photos last night and saw it. I was there a lot of outrage? I didn't see a lot of Iowa outrage. fans. Well, the outrage the game was, had, was just starting. The outrage so. was quelled significantly by, by the, the fact okay. that Iowa beat Iowa State in basketball <laughs> right. last night. Yeah, I was surprised. Um, was there? I guess any reason? I guess they don't really give reasons. It's just a bunch of people voting, and um, maybe it was a lifetime achievement award for yeah, Blake. There, Plus, there were he a couple also, of those last night. He we kicks discussed. off, right? Doesn't he kick off? I think I think. So. I think he's pretty good at kickoffs too. So maybe that factored in. Who knows? He I vote a- for some of these awards, and I. I readily admit I don't know some of the guys that are on the ballot. I, see, I already I sold my soul earlier today with my Wooden Award. I said if Garza averages twenty three and ten across the board for the rest of the year, that he'll be at the top of my ballot. So there you go. I think that Rodrigo Blankenship had three kicks from fifty plus, and if you'd ask the the committee, they would they would point out that that uh, Nate, uh, that I was going to say Nate Kading that Keith Duncan didn't have one. But other than that, no, I, I I think there was a lot of lifetime achievement awards going on last night uh, in Atlanta. Other Hawkeye football news: Tristan Wirfs, a first team Walter Camp All American yesterday. AJ Epinesa and Duncan both named to the second team. Uh, the honors continuing to pour in for the Hawkeyes, who are uh, about a week away, I think, from leaving. For San Diego, is it the 21st? 21st they the, head out. We got to do our, are they staying or are they going thing, too. We can either do that tonight or wait till tomorrow. We'll let's, have to do that. And uh, next, Let's give the folks at home something to look forward to next week. Yeah, because they that? can play at home. You can play the game at home as well. It's a home And can... be much more successful <laughs> than some of us were last season. But the decisions uh, yet to be made, speaking of decisions, not to swing things entirely back around to basketball, but... Jordan Bohannon says the announcement's going to come next week sometime after finals week before the Hawkeyes play Cincinnati in Chicago. But that seemed to be the uh, an indication last night, leaving the shoes kind of like a wrestler leaves his shoes on the mat when he's finished up. Of course, his last time at Hilton Coliseum, regardless of what his decision is, but especially with the, the other hip bothering him. I mean, that was it, right? I think so. I think that was this has been kind of the plan all along, or at least when he got back and realized, hey, I need more recovery time, um, and then the other hip started hurting. But this is a tougher decision now because, as we've talked about on the show, I, I, as much as they thought they would be good and didn't care about what was going outside the line, I don't know as they thought they'd be eight and three at this point. And playing as well. We talked about it was one thing winning last night, but they won convincingly last night. This team looks pretty good, and he's probably thinking in the back of his mind, man, what am I walking away from? And that's why I thought if he could, if there was any chance that he would be healthy enough to play the rest of the season, he would. But I just wonder at this point if the pain is just too unmanageable and he he's too hurt to give it a go and based on the fact that he's not practicing right now that sort of gives you an indication of how he's feeling and he doesn't look himself talking about practice <laughs> he um i i thought last night his shot looked a little weird i don't know if that was 
a, a result of of the pain in the hips, but and maybe he was just off last night. What was he two for twelve? I think from the floor. Um, did not shoot it great last night, but uh, as I wrote in my story after the game last night, even though and he he did have five rebounds and three assists, but he just has a presence when he's out there. He's a part of that attitude that we talked about. That toughness. He he that's he's part of that. So as much as they'll miss him as his contributions you know, on the basketball floor, points, rebounds, you know, statistic-wise, I just wonder what they'll miss without him on the floor for as a veteran presence. And, and there's really probably no way to measure that until, you know, he decides to shut it down. 319-366-1600 is the Hertin and Stocker Jewelers text line if you want to use it to reach us here on the southwest side of Cedar Rapids. By the way, congratulations to Tammy and Monticello taking home tonight's $50 gift certificate to Hertin and Stocker in Iowa City. We'll see what we have in store for everybody next week as we close up shop for the holidays. We'll be on the air all week next week, but then the following two weeks, things will get a little chippy and uh, with Christmas and the New Year's holiday uh, right around the corner. Uh, the Big Ten in general... Uh, there have been some surprising performances so far this year. I think Michigan certainly has has been better than people have expected the Wolverines to be. But home teams, 10-0 and 0 across the board at this point. Does that surprise you at all? A little bit, but not when you know, I, I look at the matchups a little closer. Because I, I heard that, and then I went back and looked. And, and if you look at the games, they, they kind of make sense. That it's going to be 11-0 tonight because Nebraska is in Bloomington playing Indiana. So they're <laughs> yeah. an 18-point underdog there. I don't know if that game's tipped off yet or not. But It's just weird. Have the games been this spread out in the previous two years when they went to these early Big Ten games? It seems like, because like Minnesota didn't play until their, their first Big Ten game was Monday against Iowa, and Iowa had already played against Michigan. Just seems like everything's really spread out. Maybe it was like that last is, year. Is there a good team in car? Excuse me, a great team in college basketball? No. I, no. I mean, it, not it, yet. It maybe is, maybe a team will get there, but I don't see it but yet. Right now, it's just it. Everybody's chasing their own tail. Like you look at some of the the, the teams that came into the season with all the all the talent in the world and. North Carolina's not good. Duke has been up and down. Michigan State doesn't look like the, the 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 team that we thought the national title contender that we thought they would be. Although Josh Lankford, or they they have a couple injuries, don't they? Yeah, and I'm not sure when he's due back. I heard January, but I I look at the Big Ten and it's sort of the exactly what's going on around the country where you saw what I thought was a top five emerge a little bit. With with Maryland and Purdue and the two Michigan teams, and now I don't, I don't I know Ohio State by the way. And then now I I I don't know who is at the top because you you see teams go on the road and take some lumps, and we're going to continue to see that. This is this is going to be a meat grinder of a conference for sure. And not to take anything away from Iowa because they've earned these eight wins. But the perception of the opponents that they've played to date that we had before the season, playing at Syracuse, playing national championship game, uh, 
team Texas Tech. And Texas Tech came back and beat Louisville, so I'll give them credit for that. These teams aren't as good, and that speaks to what you're talking about. I don't. There aren't a lot of high level teams out there, and that's the inter- again the interesting part of this Iowa team. It's pretty open. It's pretty open. I'm not saying they're going to be up with Ohio State, Michigan State, Michigan, Maryland, those teams in the Big Ten, but after that first group. Iowa could be in there. Iowa could be six, seven, eight in the Big Ten, and I don't think people would have predicted that before the season. Is that a NCAA tournament caliber? It's going to be right at the cutoff. Well, you figure they'll beat Kennesaw State. They're awful. So th- oh, I think they should beat Cincinnati. Yeah, Cincinnati, that Cincinnati yeah, team has got a world beater. Well, they've got issues with the new. The Cumberland kid is arguing with the the new head coach there. They've got some. They've got some stuff going on like in their locker room that's not good, but still a dangerous team in Cincinnati, which will be motivated because Iowa beat them last year. But say they do get to 10-3, and three, and they're 10-10 and 10 during the regular season in the Big Ten, 10, is that they'd have to finish 9-9 nine and because nine they're 1-1 one and one now? That's not outlandish. That's an NCAA tournament team, that right? That puts them at 20 wins with wins over Texas Tech, at Syracuse, at Iowa State. That puts them firmly into you the would, NCAA tournament as like an eight or a nine, right? You would think. Uh, this could go down as, as one of Fran McCaffrey's best coaching jobs, but the caveat here, of course, is it's December 13th. <laughs> we got no, a lot of basketball left to be played. Lenardi has them in. Yeah, they're, I saw that. They're solidly in now after beating the last <laughs> team. Iowa State was the first team out, right? Yesterday, the, the mock bracketology. Somebody was telling me on Twitter, he's joking. I said, no, he's not. They're they, joking. They do this now. He does that for a living. 6.45, we'll take a quick timeout, our last of the week. When we come back, we'll put the finishing touches on a Friday edition of the Todd Brownwell Camp Show with Alex Kuhn, along with special guest Rob Howe of HawkeyeNation.com. Happy holidays, audience. you got to have manly man snow removal from Vernon Village. True value, right, Hal? Sure do, Jim. And an Aaron's 24-inch deluxe two-stage snowblower is just $1,099. Great gift. And a 24-inch spring steel brace snow pusher is just $39.99 at Vernon Village. True value. Hey, want their ad delivered to your phone? Yeah. Just text Vernon Village to 71441. Vernon Village True Value, 3501 Mount Vernon Road, Southeast, Cedar Rapids. Welcome back to Sports View. Next topic. Is it really all about power? Makes me think of Progressive's Name Your Price tool. Gives you the power to find options based on your budget. Let's go to Chuck for an irrelevant analogy. Man, back in the day, people didn't ask how many oranges are in the crate. They just took the oranges. They didn't say, are there 6, 7, 12, 15, whatever. It was just oranges. You get me? We get you, Chuck. In a word, oranges. Give it to us straight with the Progressive Name Your Price tool. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What did you buy Tasha for Christmas? A cookbook. Oh, fumble. What do I do? JCPenney's got you covered. Your JCPenney associate will help you find something that sparkles as much as she does. Get up to 80% off fine jewelry Red Bow deals. Or JCPenney Rewards members get your choice of a diamond pendant, studs, or ring for $25 each. JCPenney. Offers valid 12, 12 to 12, 14. $25 diamond jewelry excluded from coupons and rewards. Other exclusions apply. See store or jcp.com for coupons and details. Dealing with car problems? At AutoZone, we've got the free services you need to help you get back on the road. Like our free AutoZone Fix Finder service. If your check engine light is on, our Fix Finder service will help troubleshoot the likely issue. And if you need help from a repair shop, we know some of the best. 
Want to maximize and restore lost fuel economy? We've got the products you need to keep your fuel system running clean and performing its best. Visit us at AutoZone.com to start the job fast. Restrictions apply. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Welcome back in. The Todd Bromwell Camp Show with Alex Kuhn with you for just a couple more minutes here on a Friday night. Appreciate you having us as part of your evening or your week, whether you've been with us all five days or just joined us for a little bit tonight, 319-366-1600 is the number to reach us at on the Hurting and Stocker Jewelers text line. Rob Howe of HawkeyeNation.com in the studio with us as well. The big hour, the 6 o'clock hour, brought to you by Hawkeye Title and Settlement in Iowa City. Kind of going into uh, my least favorite week of of the year here because the football team hasn't completely launched itself into bowl prep yet with availabilities. Finals week sort of brings everything to a halt. There are no games in Iowa City. It's going to be a while before we see the Iowa men and women again. Kind of gives us an opportunity to catch our breath a little bit. I but that's gonna, not good in this business. I thought you were going to have, you were having flashbacks of your finals weeks when you were in college. <laughs> and like, oh, Those nah. were probably my least stressful weeks. <laughs> In college. Uh, speaking of the women, uh, let's give Lisa Bluter and her crew a little bit of love here. Four in a row over Iowa State. A lot of people were thinking that perhaps on Wednesday night uh, that streak was going to get snapped at three, but uh, they were able to go into Hilton Coliseum, come out with a win. Amanda Olinger only two points on her birthday, but 20 rebounds. Monica Sonano uh, filling in uh, capably into her role as uh, as the center on that team. And the Hawkeye women playing some pretty good basketball here in the month of December. Yeah, I I researched this this morning wearily as I got home in the wee hours from Ames last night um, and my rudimentary research. Uh, first time since the 89-90 academic year that Iowa football, men's and women's basketball and wrestling have all won in Ames in the same academic year. So... Iowa's got it going right now. They've, you know, it's it's got the bragging rights, and uh, for the basketball team, I, I, you know, I know they don't get as much pl- pub as the men, and you know, that's just kind of the way it is. Um, but you know, you wondered what w- we were going to see after Megan, you know, life after Megan Gustafson, and this team has played pretty well, and I think a lot of it can be attributed to having senior guards. As we know in college basketball, if you can have veteran veteran players in the backcourt, and Mackenzie Meyer and Kathleen Doyle have been through a lot of tough games, and they really they put the team on their back the other night. And then, as you said, Olinger, the other senior, with 20 boards. So, be interesting to see what they do this year. I, I think people thought it would be a rebuilding year, but they've got a chance. They looked good the other night. Uh, we will wrap up here. Rob, uh, as always, appreciate you making the trip north to Cedar Rapids. What time? You said you got home at about 1 o'clock from Ames? Yes. That is uh, That makes for a long, long night. And I walked out with, uh, with um, frequent guests of your show, Tom Kakert, John Bonenkamp, um, Mark Woodley from KWWL, and we're all walking and we're smiling. We're going, 
We know we don't have to come back here for two more years for football <laughs> or basketball. That's the that's the 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 uh, kind of the carrot out there. When you're done with that get let that basketball game, you know you've got two years. You're not uh, not making our Iowa State listeners. Oh, I'm sorry. Happy with that, but uh, <laughs> it's it's a trek to to get to Ames and cover football or basketball there. Uh, well, the Hawkeyes have some time off, as we mentioned. Cincinnati at the United Center, kind of an interesting a game. Fran McCaffrey added that to the schedule as part of an effort to beef up the non-conference slate and an opportunity for the Hawkeyes to... It's weird. Isn't it weird without Drake or no Drake or UNI? That's what strange. I said earlier tonight. I, if And especially with the way that UNI is playing yeah. this year, it would be a fun year to see if Iowa... I used to love those games in the McLeod Center or and the, the Nap Center or the Nap Center. Nap those, Center when Dr. Tom Davis was there and, and got Drake revived. It was fun. And usually before those exempt tournaments, it was an opportunity to get out of your comfort zone, yeah. take a team out of Carver Hawkeye Arena or Hilton Coliseum and go into a hostile environment. And because it's 2019 and we just can't have things like that anymore. And it was unique to the state of Iowa, but uh, some sometimes I think those institutions, we should embrace them as opposed to trying to get rid of them. And well, everybody else does this, so we need to be like everybody else. But you and I fans know where I'm coming from on that. Drake fans as well, but oh, it's going to be a long time. Maybe they'll play in the NIT or the NCAA tournament some year, but they're not going to be playing head-to-head anytime soon. Uh, that'll do it. For another week, we invite you to join us coming up on Monday. Local programming will return with Scott Unash and Mark Dukes.